This episode of the Detox Podcast is brought to you by Rebel Riot Printing. Celebrating their 10th year in business, Rebel Riot is locally owned and family operated, offering custom printed tees with no minimums and fast turnaround. And by Bitsbox. Bitsbox teaches kids to code. Real JavaScript, real devices, and really fun. Hands down the most fun way for curious kids ages 6 to 14 to learn coding. Use promo code DETOX for $20 off any subscription order of $50 or more. That's D-T-A-L-K-S DETOX for $20 off any order of $50 or more with BitsBox. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a parenting podcast where you can detox from the world around you while getting a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with Detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on this episode of the podcast, I was able to get some never-before-heard content for your consumption. There are three pieces of content that were recorded and never released back when I had two co-hosts, John and Galan, and I wanted to bring them together in a a special episode. So the three pieces, the three segments you're going to hear, first off, there is a conversation with Charlie Herschel. We did some episodes around his parenting journey through surrogacy. He was on the TV show Survivor, so we talked to him about his experiences on Survivor. Then last June, the Dallas Observer did a Father's Day special on the show, and Alex J. Martin did the photos for that article. So we talked to him about his relationship with his father. And then rounding out the show, uh, there was a conversation between myself and John and Galan where we talked about our experiences with chickenpox. Specifically, I relate my story and Galan relates his story with chickenpox. And I know that's starting to go away now with the vaccinations, but before they had the vaccine, you did. That is something that was normal, that you went through chickenpox, you got the virus and you moved on. And then it's turned into a little bit of shingles for Galan and he details that. So all three really good and great, interesting segments. I think you're going to really enjoy it. There's no Ask the Birth Guide this week as I uh, was not able to grab that from Brian in time for the recording of this episode, but it will return next week. But uh, for now, just enjoy the show and uh, we've got another great piece of content coming uh, next week. But uh, yeah, until next time, just hashtag be a better dad. All right, uh, so we are here with Charlie Herschel. You just heard uh, parts one and two of Surrogacy, where he talked about his whole parenting journey, and we're forever indebted to you for coming on the show. Um, But not as indebted as you are to Kent's sister for giving the the egg. Yeah, we're going to lord lord it over you. Half as thankful for you. But uh, we are here on Patreon for a bonus segment um, to talk to Charlie. Some of you may know him from his time on Survivor Gabon back in 2008 when I was in the cold, dark streets of London and Charlie was not. He was in the hot, hot heat of Africa. So uh, no one cared about my personal uh, anecdote right there. But I didn't care okay. about it. So. Yeah, <laughs> but Charlie, I wanted to talk to you because I, I am a Survivor fan and I wanted to know what was that whole process like for you? Like getting on, being on the show, your kind of whole experience. I know it's probably a huge, that's probably a very broad question, but just kind of take us on that and I might ask a couple of additional specific questions along the way if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, it feels like a lifetime ago and I actually <laughs> never talk about Survivor. I haven't for long. So forgive me if I'm a bit oh, wow. on it. I'm happy to talk about it. But That's I'm okay. Very, like, I, it's something people 
typically aren't interested in talking to me about, but I'm very happy to talk <laughs> to you about it. Um, it was a lifelong dream of mine at that point. I was 28, now I'm 38. Um, and I had been you know, a huge fan of Survivor. I was on season 17, which sounded ridiculous then, but now they've had 35 seasons, so it sounds like yes. the early days. <laughs> right, um, yeah, and totally. <laughs> I was, when I was in college, I used to dress up on the nights that Survivor aired, and everyone I knew knew that I loved Survivor. I had a whole wall in my college dorm, up, you know, with cutouts of the contestants. I was a super fan. So, and that show was, a dream come true uh and wow. the whole experience was a big whirlwind i call it my fun fact because i'm a boring lawyer <laughs> now and so it's the one thing that sort of <laughs> differentiates me from other boring lawyers um and people do even sometimes when people find out who i work with especially clients um they you know you can tell like certain people get a little bit excited about it and they're like oh you might not be as boring as I anticipated you to be right. um, so <laughs> it, it, I'm still a fan of the show it's I wouldn't say it changed my life at all um, in that the trajectory of my life and my career and what I do now isn't any different. But the whole experience was an adventure of a lifetime, something that I feel very fortunate that I could do, um, and a, a really, 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 really fun game. That is fantastic. It's nice to see that you didn't kind of spiral out of control like a lot of people who are on uh, reality <laughs> TV shows do, and specifically Survivor. But um, it was crazy to me. I know... So for the, I guess if you're listening to this, you are a fan of Survivor. But even if you're not, Charlie was on a very successful tribe. Uh, you were on the Coda tribe for uh, two times. They did what three tribe shifts during that whole season? It was crazy to me. Yeah, they did so many. But um, but you were on there. You were part of the kind of famous Onion Alliance with Randy and Corinne and Marcus, and you guys kind of ran the show until uh, I guess maybe production shuffled it up to where you weren't able to run the show. But what was what was it like kind of being in this crazy place in Africa, in Gabon, while also playing this crazy, social, intense game? Were you able to appreciate the elements at all? Were you kind of wary of the leeches? Uh, how did you kind of navigate both of those uh, dangerous animals, both the reality star <laughs> the and the leeches? leeches. <laughs> <laughs> at that time, in my real life, I was working at a law firm. And I was working nonstop, around the clock, like not sleeping. So the experience, and maybe it was because it was more of a light season, it was not as hard as I anticipated at all. It was just a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, of course, there it's challenging. I lost like 18 pounds in 27 days, so that doesn't wow. that came because I wasn't wow. eating, which you know was tough. But I remember, I remember. And it's been a long time, but I remember being really excited by even feeling the pains of hunger because that was something that was part of Survivor and I wanted so desperately to be part of Survivor. So sure. it was, the whole thing was so exciting. No matter, even if it was something that was painful or something that was joyous, I, I remember I had a smile on my face the entire time. I was just like yeah. a kid in the candy store. <laughs> I remember you were one of the people that it was really fun to get confessionals from because you could really see that joyous experience kind of exuding out from you but I know when they started the game they kind of started you guys in your pre pre-show clothes what was that like starting out wearing a suit for 30 or well however many days you're out there 20 something yeah I was yeah but around 27th day I was pissed about yes. that because I had this whole plan where I was I thought at that point that a lawyer was going to be uh, 
I don't know, that people would be suspicious of a lawyer. So my whole plan was right. to say I was a math teacher. If my parents were math teachers, I thought I could easily pass as that. But then they forced me huh. to wear a suit. And so there was no way I could say I was a math teacher. And they were still wanting me to say I was a math teacher. I remember that. Um, but I was like, what? That's not going to work. And I think they were going to throw me into the bus. So I, I actually didn't say I was a lawyer. I said I was some sort of other um, business type person that I thought was sounding a little less threatening but at the end of the day i don't think it mattered what people said that what i said i was or what anyone says they do um and also at the end of the day wearing a suit was actually really advantageous because even though you did say that it was really hot and it was at the like heat of the day it was freezing at night or at least it felt freezing so i had a big advantage to have all that clothing a lot of the women especially didn't have as many layers as i did so i was fortunate to have that suit that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It, like you got the big jacket, you got everything, but it's, it's in insane to me. So what was um, what was it like getting to know your tribe mates? So I know you know what we see on TV is a mic, kind of a microcosm of th- every three days or every two days or however many days they shrink it down to now. But what was it like your day to day interaction with the people that you were on your tribe with? What was that like? I remember laughing a lot. I remember having a lot of fun, but I also remember that people were pretty volatile and had short fuses. And I'm pretty even, or I can be pretty even keeled. Um, So if you were able to, you know, remotely get along with people, like you had such an advantage. And I felt like um, I I am, and that it was easy to sort of slide by a little more than a lot of the other people who were very sensitive, insecure, uh, great people, but like they were personalities who, uh, right. and I was probably miscast because they probably wanted someone who was <laughs> a lot more volatile and hot headed. Um, right. but I remember thinking everyone was really interesting, really funny. Um, but got on each other's nerves and I sort of just tried to stay out of that fray. That's, that's wise. That probably helps contribute to, why you went as long as you did. I, I remember watching it and thinking that you would have gone a lot further had the you know chips fallen a little bit of a different way. I um, remember thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really upset about it for, I think, like a year. Um, and maybe yeah. sometimes if I like think about it and perseverate about it, like I get annoyed. Um, but I'm over it. <laughs> Which is what we're, we're doing now. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're trying to revisit it. I know. What was it? So I am... I am a fan of, of Corinne, who is on your season, and I do regularly listen to her and Max's podcast, uh, uh, Survivor with all the fixins, or maybe it's just all the fixins now if you're listening to it. But um, what was it like being on a tribe with her and being in alliance with her? Okay, so Corinne, they had, as you probably know if you're a fan of Survivor. Oh, Alexa's talking. Corinne, um, <laughs> we... we I have a Amazon Alexa and just sort of started talking. But anyway, um, <laughs> we, uh, we were in Africa for a week before. As you know, they sort of ship you out early to get you acclimated to the time zone and all the other stuff and do sort of logistics, like uh, press interviews and stuff. And Corinne stood out as like the person you would not want to be friends with. Like she just had <laughs> a sour face, a sour uh, impression on her face. She was just, she looked like a classic bitch. And so everyone sort of went in not liking Corinne and everyone's on the same page about that. Um, but immediately once I had like a, one of the first few conversations with Corinne, it, it was evident to me that she was hilarious. She had a right. big heart and that, um, I, I just loved her. And 
if we had gone to tribal council the first time, she would have been voted off. But she thankfully oh, was. We didn't go to the tribal council the first time, and she was able to sort of show her true colors to everyone else in the tribe who, and endear herself to who she, you know, and let people really see who she really is um, after many many days. And she's just. I remember everything that came out of her mouth. I just was dying. <laughs> laughing she was she was so so funny and the unfortunate thing about that show though was that the like the hero of the show at least in the edit was sugar um yes who i got along with on the show but who most people did not like and it was right. sort of flipped in reality because everyone liked corinne except for sugar but it in corinne sort of came off more in the edit as more disliked but she's Hilarious, yeah. loving, fun, nice, smart as anything. Um, yes. If I were to be stuck on an island with anyone, it would be Krim. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you talked about, it's funny that you talked about in the pregame that she looked like the, the bitch no one wanted to talk to because I remember in the show when you guys did a tribe pick, she was the last one picked, was she not? Exactly, and it's because right. she had given, given off this air of like, I'm not a nice person. <laughs> Yeah. Galan also gives that off, but um, it's actual. Uh, it, <laughs> it's very <laughs> factual. Yeah. No. Um, I have but, resting bitch face. Right. What was um, <laughs> what was it like interacting with Jeff Probst? Was he was he kind of larger than life by that point, or was he a little bit more? You could kind of interact with him on a on a personal level. I don't know how else to word that. He mm. sort of just sort of swooped in every third day, or whenever the challenge were, challenges were, or the tribal councils were. So I don't think. I mean, maybe some people developed a close relationship with him. I was on the jury, so I was there for the whole period. Um, but he, I, I, he, he, he didn't seem like he was, in our, in my experience, a big part of the show. Obviously, when you watch it on TV, he is the show. Uh, he's like right. one of the main reasons people love the show, and that's why I love the show. But as a contestant out there, he didn't leave a huge impression. Gotcha. Well, cool. The last question I want to ask ask you with is, is there any kind of lasting advice or any piece of word for someone that wants to be on or is just a fan? Kind of what is your peek behind the curtain piece of advice for somebody having been a super fan and now having been on the show and now having been almost 10 years or actual 10 years removed from the, being on the show? I'm, I I literally have no clue how people get on this show. I have no clue how I got on this show. I do not know uh, what the secret sauce is. I have no idea. So that I cannot answer. Just be fantastic. Be a lawyer. And uh, then yeah. you'll get on, I think, is uh, what we're leaving here with. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Charlie, you are not a boring lawyer, sir. You yes. are a fascinating lawyer. <laughs> yes. And I want to thank yeah, you so yeah. much for spending some time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll just end on that. <laughs> Charlie, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. We really appreciate it. And we hope you'll come back on the show in the future. Thank you so much. It's been great talking. We're here recording with Alex J. Martin. He did our photos for the Dallas Observer article. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. It might be out. It might not be. But they may have like thought better of it. Right? <laughs> they might have just <laughs> not like rescinded the offer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, he did photos for us, and so we thought we'd get him on mic to talk about 
uh, photography, his relationship with his dad, and just like a couple different stuff. So, Alex, thank you for coming to the Detox Podcast. Thank you guys for having me and uh, selecting me as your photographer. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, thank you. <laughs> no, no, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was fun. It was fun. As much as uh, for someone who I hate getting photos taken of me, it was fun. It was yeah. Fun. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. But then this is, <laughs> but but you know th that's why I had to take the photos of you guys. You know, uh, doing your thing because sure. a lot of people, uh, from what I've noticed, you know, I've I've been doing photography for probably about a year now. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be a year officially in August. Uh, they got me to take it serious after film school. Uh, but anywho. Where'd you go to film school? Film school? Uh, Sarah Lawrence College okay. in New York, uh, Bronxville. Cool. So, you know, one thing I learned over time was let people be themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it's been working for me. So I'm like, all right. That's you right. guys have to be on the mic if we're right. going to do this <laughs> yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. And you see, I don't do much directing sure. because it just won't feel real. Yeah, People can feel when the shit is fake. Excuse me, can I curse? Oh, yeah, you yeah, can. You're fine. Okay, you can, cool. yeah. Uh, oh, we're an all-ages pocket now. <laughs> yeah, zero to 60. Wait, no, no, that's all-ages. Zero to 100. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't want no photos feeling like stock photography, like none so I, I just rather have you guys in your element yeah absolutely so what what made you want to go into photography uh, I didn't uh, I wanted to do film I, and how that happened was there was a time I do marketing uh, full-time okay. so I do the content creating and my boss aka my dad <laughs> at the law firm yeah uh, I ended up working f directly for him in the marketing department, and he's chewing us out one day. And it was all about getting videos out the same day. And the only way I knew how to do that was with the phone. Right. So, uh, you know, I downloaded a couple apps and, uh, you know, videos. And, man, uh, it, it was just amazing as far as the response to it. Uh, it's, I had the radio station calling me and saying, hey, man, we love your video. Yeah. And then from there, I just, just decided to take it serious, sure. especially when I sat in on a meeting uh, with a couple of people, and they were like, you need to take this serious. Nice. So since then, i just been running the ball down the field. Right on, very cool. Nice. So are you, you went to Sarah Lawrence. Are you from Texas, or are you from New York? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, Detroit. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah, I'm kind of like uh, <laughs> The Dr. Detroit reference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ass a little right. bit. All right. <laughs> But, yeah, I moved here because uh, kind of like the Fresh Prince story. Uh, my mom wanted me to go to the Army instead oh, wow. of Texas. Oh. And so my dad at the last minute, who is my Uncle Phil, yeah. says, I moved down here and find out he's this big-time attorney. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, it kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> so yeah. nice. I'm grateful for it. That's really good. So what you're saying is Texas is the lesser of the two evils when it comes to well the guy in uh, yeah the, the recruiter I talked to it's funny he said uh, you have a more of a chance of dying in Detroit than you do the army Wow. wow. So I figure in Texas, I have no chance of dying at all. Right, right. <laughs> so, knock on yeah, wood. Yeah, knock on all the wood. <laughs> yeah. right? yeah. So what was your relationship with your dad like? So you, I know you talked about that you came down mm -hmm. to Texas to be with him. What was your relationship like prior to moving down? So prior to, uh, my mom was bitter. Uh, not to throw dirt on her name, but no, 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 yeah. uh, she was bitter. So I didn't see him at all. I mean, within the course of 18 years, I only saw him a total of two months. So I, did, I barely knew who my dad was and what he was trying to achieve over time. 
So, uh, yeah, two months uh, of knowing him prior to 18, and I moved down immediately the day after my graduation, high school graduation. So it's been great since then, and we're like buddies. So how long ago was that? Uh, 2010. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. June 2010. So, yeah, the 24th of June marks a year. That That's, so So was your mom able to come to terms with, with the fact that you're like... Oh, hell nah, man. No, man. <laughs> still, there's that, still the, the tension? We just squashed that tension, man. Probably, man, I, I would say a year ago. Wow. So uh, I've been in Texas for eight years now. So seven years of tension and she's put it all on the table, uh, I ended up finding out, you know, in 2016 that she was still pissed about it. Oh, wow. So uh, that was weird, but, you know, eventually she got over it. Yeah. She's seen the, the man that I have become sure. since I've been down here and right. changed man. That's right. good. So what is, <clears throat> so you, do you, so you talked about working at your dad's law firm. Mm -hmm. How is it like kind of balancing the relationship between boss and father? Does it help that like, your relationship is more recent or like how does that dynamic work for you? Uh man, it's uh it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Yo, you only got this because you're the boss mm. son and you know, you gotta prove all those theories wrong. Right, right, right. Uh so, you know, every now and then I'll set a goal. How can I outwork the person that's sitting, you know, an office over from me or yeah. you know, things like that. How can I get employee of the month? So I figure gotcha. those things out and, you know, make sure I work ten times as hard, even if it's off the clock. He know he could call me at 11 o'clock at night and I'm going to pick up that phone gotcha. no matter who or where I am uh, and make sure I'm accountable. So I, I don't take, I don't mix personal and business sure. no more. I learned that recently. Uh, I used to get in my feelings whenever I get critiqued mm -hmm. and right. I was like, man, fuck all that. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, yeah. You got it. It's, it. it's, it's a skill to be able to take feedback and yeah. not kind of get in your feelings about it and just like listen to what they're saying. Exactly. Yeah, it's very difficult. And it's nothing personal when it's coming right. from people who care about you and want you to exceed. Right. You know, they want the, they want you to be the best. Right. So what you're going to do, get mad at them for sharpening you? Exactly. <laughs> your skill set? Yeah, you can't get better if you don't understand what you need to improve on. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. What If people want to follow you and check out your stuff, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can follow me at uh, I am Alex J. Martin. That's on every platform, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and my website, www.iamalexjmartin.com. Uh, follow me now and I'll follow back. Just comment in the section, 15,000 followers. I'm not bougie. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, thanks for coming, man. We appreciate it. And thanks for doing our photos. They look yep. great. Thank you for the Especially opportunity. The John full spread. I think that looked that turned yeah, out. Really well. I don't know if those are just going to be for us or if we're going to release them. I think that's a private collection. Yeah, that's, yeah. we're going to pay for that. <laughs> that's yeah, we'll we'll put that on the $150 tier. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then we'll release the news. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Joe and I have a, a bonus segment for you, and it's it's a uh, it's a juicy one. Detox pox talk, pox talk, yeah. detox. So we we got Ugh. the we got the small pox, 
No. You got your okay. you got your smallpox. You got your chicken pox. You got. I think your, there's cowpox. Is there? Yeah. There's I, dragon I pox so. in Harry Potter. There is dragon pox. Then you got pox mark. Or no, that's pox marks. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, that would be the face of a teenager. Ooh, oh, crater face. <laughs> Pizza face, pepperoni. <laughs> I was thinking of Greece when when they're fighting the dude from the other high school and he they're like what's going on with you Kenicky and he's like what's up with you crater face <laughs> and I'm like oh good one Kenicky yeah that's I mean that's a whole other topic like especially <laughs> if you have teenagers dealing with acne and stuff it's no fun why is it that adult acne sucks because your body's just giving up it's like ugh dude it will know it like it hurts oh yeah. I don't remember things like that hurting as bad as a kid and I, when I think. I think it did, but like, w- like for me, I had to so much of it that like I stopped, like I stopped feeling the pain after right. a certain point. See, I didn't. And now it's like I don't have it, and then when it shows up, I'm like, ah, oh, what are you doing? It's like it, it, you'll get it on the on the sides of your head or like on your like on the wrong spot of your forehead, and it's just like you touch it, and it feels like crippling pain. Or it's like in your eyebrow or like on the inside of your ear for some weird reason. Well, we, we, pox talk is not exactly like. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's just nasty. But well, we told no. you it was going to be juicy. Yeah, we did. Actually, it's a, I want to say there's a subreddit for uh, it's like r like r slash popping. Oh, you can only imagine. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> hashtag pop art. <laughs> but it's not art anyway. So the reason we we started in, in between segments, we were talking about um, we were going to do something like holiday talk, like what's the worst experience around mm. holidays. And then I I really haven't had any bad holiday experiences, uh, but I was going to share something that would have been one of those like, oh, dude, you just topic topic topped. Yeah, don't be a topic topper. Yeah, so topic topped. Instead, we're going to talk about chicken pox and in our uh, experiences with that. So right now, Ellie being five is the age that I was when I got chicken pox, mm. and she hasn't had it yet. I don't think. I mean, there's well, she a vac- got the she got the vaccine right, or when do, oh, when I, does I, one get I, the vaccine? I don't know. See, I don't I think f- she's had the. I have her vaccine records in our fire safe. I could check, but I don't think she's had the chicken pox shot. I feel like it's part of the like, uh, not two year old, but maybe five. I don't know. There's a booster you get at a certain age. Yeah, maybe. And I think that's. I think it's part of it. Maybe they didn't have it when I was a kid. No, and so or me. yeah, I got it when I was five, and it just spread like wildfire. I got it really, really bad, and I remember. Um, Getting like of all the things, all the chicken pox I remember, I remember getting it the worst downtown. If Ooh. you know what I mean. And I think you and do. And it's and it's it was it was painful. It was really bad. Even my mom was like, I've never known anyone with chicken pox that bad. And Oof. you know, like it was a lot of calamine lotion. I remember having mm. pink arms and you know basically just pink from head to toe because she would liberally apply the calamine lotion. And dude, it. it it, it was really bad, and so what's interesting, um, I ended up getting uh, shingles uh, at the ripe old age of 29, I think. Ooh. No. What, in 2009? Can't you, like, repeatedly get shingles? Yeah, yeah, once you get shingles. It, it was in 2009, so that, I wasn't 29. That would have made me 31 mm-hmm. uh, or 30 because I got it in, um, in September whatever. And what's funny is is we thought it was just zits that wouldn't pop because sometimes like, I got them on my, in my back and I only had three little spots which mm-hmm. is funny because most people get like a rash right. and Teresa's like oh no I just I can't pop it yet because sometimes if you get speaking of popping like but right. sometimes you know like you'll get a, a pimple on your back and 
it'll go away or whatever, but these didn't. And I decided, I'm like, I'm going to go to the doctor because I've had them for seven days now. Yeah. Um, and um, on the way to the doctor, Teresa got into a car wreck, like separately. Like I was going to the doctor after work. She was coming home from work and she got into a car wreck, broke her wrist and everything. So I diverted to go to where she was at. And apparently that was the, so when you get shingles, there's a, a medicine called Asaclover. And, um, which by the way, if you didn't know, shingles is basically the chicken pox virus because when, when you get over it, it doesn't go away. It goes dormant and work was really stressful and really stress is something that can trigger it. And so, um, just to why I'm talking about shingles is because it, it is chicken pox. It's adult chicken pox. It's true. Um, but there's Asaclover and if you get it, it helps severely lessen or significantly lessen the uh, the effects of it. Well, I didn't get that because I didn't get another appointment for like three days. Mm-hmm. So um, they ended up giving me something called gabapentin, yes, which is Neurotin, which interestingly is a medicine that people that they use to treat heroin addiction. Yes, um, but it, apparently the synapses or whatever in the brain that carry the heroin addiction stuff also carry the pain impulses for shingles. Huh. And so I think they use a lower dose, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. But dude, that medicine fucked me up in all <laughs> kinds of ways. Like, I I really don't. I was out of work. I took short term. I ended up taking short term disability. Isn't it a muscle relaxer? No, uh, I think I might be thinking of something. No, else. but it's sorry. No, it's okay. It um, I was out of work for six weeks, not because of shingles, but be, well, actually, the shingles that it didn't really help with the shingles a whole lot. Um, but it's because of the way that it made my brain like I was fuzzy minded. Oh. Um, I don't remember a majority of like that six weeks that I was out. Ooh. Um, apparently, I was a real asshole. Like I was really, really mean to Teresa. Like that could have cost me my marriage. It was that bad. Ooh. Um. I, I had my only ever auditory hallucination. I was laying in bed and I thought I heard a male's voice in the front. And so I go like running into the front, like ready to fight. And there was nobody there. Um, and uh, apparently I showed up at work um, in shorts and a t-shirt and flip flops to take a training that I thought I had to take. So I just imagined that I had training and I showed up in <laughs> shorts. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Uh, my manager ended up telling me when I came back, he's like, yeah, you uh, you showed up here to sat down at your desk, logged in. And like, I was like, really? Hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, like in, in, from the shingles perspective, it uh, I ended up having to have a nerve in my back burned out, essentially. Like Oof. they burned the nerve to kind of kill it. And they said that it might regenerate. And so basically any, the majority of the time, eight times out of 10 that I have a, a, a niche in my back, it's that spot. Mm. And so I'll ask Teresa, I'm like, my, isn't my shingle spot? And she's like, yeah, because I'll be like, hey, where am I scratching? Um, so it, it's really interesting, man. So I'm really glad if they do have a vaccine that Ellie has that. Because, um, dude, chicken yeah. pox and shingles, if you get it, suck. If you if you have a bump, and see, the, the one thing with shingles is it's um, it's symmetrical. Or it's, yeah, it's not symmetrical. It's only on one side. That's oh, not okay. that's not symmetry. Um, it's only on one side. So if you, if you have a rash or something that's on both sides, it's not shingles because it, it affects a band of nerves oh, and your nerves okay. don't run sure. across your yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. And so um, if you have something, especially, you know, even if it's just pimples, like in the middle of my back, like that just made it, it made it painful to sit in anything. Yeah. Um, but if you have that and, and it doesn't go away after a couple of days or if it's like a zit that you, that you can't pop or your significant other, whatever can't pop. Go to the doctor to make sure. Um, so oftentimes people get it and it's a lot worse. Like it's an actual rash and you yeah. Google it and it looks like that. But it can just be three, like 
<laughs> Orion's belt of pimples <laughs> um, on your back. So yeah. Ooh, man, I I am so glad that they have. And this just this is not a topic for now, but it just gets me like fired up about like not vaccinating, especially when it's like. I don't know. I would have killed to have the chickenpox vaccine, and it's yeah, like, yeah. why would you choose not to? And and I I knew that there were people before the vaccine came out that were like, well, if my kids gonna get it, like one kid in the neighborhood would get it, and then everybody would bring their kids over for like a pox party, which is just get equal exposure so they can get it over and done with. <laughs> right. Usually like during summer break or Christmas break yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so like as much as that sucks, at least it's like okay, it's understandable. Yeah. But like now there are people that are that who don't vaccinate that still do that. And I'm like, you're just co- you're contributing to a problem, but yeah, that's well, not it, the it, goes, it goes into the, just to, to shell box with you. There's a, there's a pin and teller, um, video that basically is like about vaccines and autism. And I understand people have some really strong things or whatever. Right. Um, I actually had a really interesting talk with someone about that, about what the confusion actually is and has something to do with like, he said it was some like people not processing mercury correctly. And so it's not that it causes it, it, autism, it's that their body just fucks up when it comes to mercury. Which, by the way, this is bonus content, so if you're used to listening to our most, re- like the last, really about 20 episodes, yeah. 15, 20, whatever, especially since we've been on vocal, we, we really don't drop F-bombs anymore. Right. But on um, bonus content, it's unrated. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it, it, like, it fucks them up, and, and that's what causes things to go awry. That could make sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, he basically is like, they, they make an example it's like there's a there's a, a, a plexiglass shield and they have a bunch of balls and it's like this is smallpox and diphtheria and all this stuff like that and he's taking balls out like i think it's a pin the taller one mm-hmm. and then teller takes one so he pin throws it it hits the the, the plexiglass wall um teller throws one and it just bowls over like all these different kids and he basically is like you know the, the whole thing is like if you know, if even if vaccines caused autism, which it fucking doesn't, <laughs> then you know it's basically better for one kid to get it than ninety nine or whatever get, yeah. to get all the different diseases. So, because right. um, you should uh, YouTube that, it's a, it's really interesting. It's I think it's potato quality. It's so old. Oh, nice. I'll take so anyway. It. So, but yeah. So but Joe yeah. has had an yes. experience with. Um, so my when I was coming up, um, my br- my brother got chickenpox. Uh, I think four or five, pretty, you know, around yeah. the same age. I did not. I did not get chicken pox till I was 11. Holy crap. Yeah. So I avoided it. And what happened was I, I had not had it for so long that when I was five, they, there was rumors that they were developing a vaccine. Like oh, this wow. is early, early days. Right. Right. And then every year I was going, there was more and more news about the vaccine, the vaccine. And I was 10 and it came out that it was like, you can now get the vaccine, but it's not covered on insurance. Uh, um, mm. So my parents would have gotten me the vaccine, but it was just way too expensive. But when I turned 11, I remember and that was 98, which is going to make you feel old. I was 11 oh, and 98. Christ. And um, Dude, uh, my, uh, my mom told me, or both my parents told me that they said, you, you're getting too old that if you get chickenpox is gonna like fuck you up basically yeah so they said if you don't have it by the time you turn 12 like we're gonna save from now until 12 and if you don't have it by 12 we're gonna just pay cash for the vaccine so you can get it so you don't <laughs> have gonna, it. it's so expensive we're gonna save for an entire year well i mean it was like i, I think it was close to like ten thousand dollars or something Holy it was shit. it was 
It was so expensive, nobody could afford it. That Martin Screlly or whatever dude that jacked up pharmaceutical prices has got a heart on somewhere. <laughs> but now it's like, but now it's the great thing now is like it. It's been so mass produced that it's baked yeah. into like your regular vaccine schedule. It's yeah. totally covered, but it wasn't covered because it was still under yeah, like yeah, experimental so. medicine. But lucky me, I got chickenpox <laughs> well, December. So this is lucky. So, I know. In quotations. So, yeah, yeah. So this is how it happened. Um, so I broke out with chickenpox Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety-eight, in Merry the morning. Christmas. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so for two days prior, I'd been feeling super nauseous, clammy, hot and cold, all the all these symptoms, and I thought I was coming down with maybe the flu yeah. or or just like some kind of flu-like bug, something. I, and so I was trying to like stay away, but I was really frustrated because you know it was Christmas. Yeah. And so for two days, I was battling this, no throwing up, no anything, just battling, battling. And then Christmas Eve, I wake up and I feel totally fine. Yeah. And I'm like. It passed. I'm great. It's and, a Christmas miracle. And it's dark. And I yeah. go into the bathroom. And I'm just like, I'm feeling good. I'm getting ready. I turn on the lights. And I go, oh, what? And I'm just covered in red spots Dude. all over. And that, <laughs> and for some reason, I didn't notice that they were itching until I noticed them on my body. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, and I'm on fire. And I go see my parents. And my parents, instead of like, they're not ones sometimes to promote caution in these right. situations. So I show my dad and he's like, do you have, oh my God, I think you have the mumps. I'm like, the mumps? That's such an old disease. No one has that anymore. <laughs> and my mom was like, maybe it's smallpox. I'm like, ah. And then it took them a while to like look at me to be like, wait, he's been vaccinated for both of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be chicken pot. Like it has it's that be- parent panic. I know. And I'm just like, I'm, I don't mind you parent panicking, but don't like vocalize that yeah, yeah. You, you're like oh my god what do you have <laughs> oh my god you're gonna die <laughs> like i'm just and so i'm like chicken box no and like my mom you know i have in my mind like i've got six months because my birthday's in june and this is yeah. exactly halfway and i'm like i had six months to go before i got vaccinated and nope got it and then you know did the lotion like you talked about i took so many oatmeal baths and i just like laid down in the bathtub to where it was just like my face was exposed just to get relief because it hurt so bad. Yeah. And I don't remember anywhere specifically. It felt like I think they were pretty evenly distributed all yeah, over. Yeah. Um, but I do remember like I was quarantined. Even though everybody in my house had already had chicken pox, my parents still quarantined me. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I know why. It was because like our grandparents were over oh, and yeah. they didn't want them to get the shingles virus. Oh, yeah. Because they were so old. Um, Got old people. I know. But I just felt awful. And like I couldn't go to. And our big Christmas stuff was usually like we would hang out maybe with some friends or a certain family. And then we would go do a candlelight service at the church we went to. And I looked forward to that because that was like one of the Christmas things we did. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go to church. And I couldn't do this. And I was just real bummed. And my dad asked me. He was like. And both my parents were like, look, I know this really sucks. Is there something or anything we could get for you or do for you? It's Christmas. What do you want? We'll do sky's the limit. basically." Right, right. So at the time, I was a really big professional wrestling fan and we could never spring for pay-per-views. Oh. And I was a big WCW fan, World Championship Wrestling, for those that remember. And Starcade was their big marquee event. And it happened... A couple days, uh, I think it was the 26th or the 27th, but I was still full-blown chicken pox mode. Right. 
and I and it was and Goldberg was at the height of popularity, and so he wow. was in like a big marquee event against Kevin Nash for the world title, and there was all this stuff, and I'd never seen a pay per view, and always wanted to, yeah, and I went, I want to see Starcade on pay per view, and so my parents ponied up the at the time, really expensive price of twenty nine ninety nine, yeah. Now it's like eighty it's, or ninety yeah, bucks insane, or a hundred. I think the Uf the UFC fighter that fought Floyd Merriweather was like a hundred and twenty bucks. It was yeah, way expensive. But there's a reason that that Conor McGregor yeah, made like two hundred million dollars oh, as yeah. the loser. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a real loser. Yeah, like, but dude, I mean, the fight again. You know, thirty bucks was yeah, like, yeah. ooh, I don't know about that. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And so they they pony up the cash, paid you know, put in the code on Directv. And sat and I watched it in all its glory, and there were no ads. It yeah. was three hours of uninterrupted professional wrestling. wrestling, and that made the holidays a little bit better. Although that was when Goldberg suffered his first ever loss, oh. but I got to see it. Yeah, yeah. So that was big time, and I just remember going, oh, "This was the worst and the best Christmas ever." Yeah, that's so, dude. That's it's funny. Like as a kid, like when you get into <laughs> wrestling, like just how into that you. Oh get. yeah. Like my friends and I would would basically like jump off the dresser onto their bed, like oh, yeah. in wrestling and headlocks. And I remember I used to got into a fight with a friend of mine. He put me in a headlock, and I'm like, and I got out of it so easy. Because it's like he was just <laughs> he thought he was like like he thought he was a badass wrestler. Right, Charlie, if you're out there anywhere, I'm sorry for being an asshole to you later on in in school, but <laughs> fuck you for putting me into a headlock, <laughs> asshole. Oh. Not really. He was a good guy. I just treated him like shit yeah. because I'm an asshole. That's Pox um, Talk. But that is Pox Talk with the Detox Podcast <laughs> with a little bit of Zit Talk in there, too, because, <laughs> you know, all that. We're talking about Pus red, talk, red bumps. Talk. Yeah, red bumps on our body. There you go. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D T A L K S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.